Don't look back because the market is closed. Good Monday afternoon, everyone. Kip Harrods here with your daily VRA Investing Podcast. Good day in the markets today. Some mixed signals. I'll cover those in just a moment. I'm also going to tell you why seven days from now is a really important day. We want to be ready for that day and maybe the couple days, yeah, the couple days that follow. Uh, so we'll say the next seven, from beginning in seven days, <laughs> the couple days after that uh, could be strikingly bullish. And I think we want to be prepared for what's about to happen here because we have a big move higher coming for a lot of reasons. Uh, let's tell you first what the markets did today. Get a good day today. Dow Jones finishing up 103 points at 32,731. Our leader on the day was NASDAQ. If you're bullish, just what you want to see. NASDAQ up a big 162 points at 1.2%. Although at one point today, it was up about 235 points. So lost a little bit of ground here. Still a good day, though. Closing at 13,377. Our loser on the day was Russell 2000, down nine-tenths of 1%. We think you understand why that happened as well. And uh, finally, S&P 500 also with a solid day of 27 points at 39.40. Seems to be a little bit of a magnet if you're a short-term trader at that 39.40 level. We don't expect it'll be a magnet for long. For long. We're looking at uh, S&P 500 past 4,000 probably sooner than most believe possible. Um, okay, so what happened today in the markets that has us a little, a little perplexed was really what happened in the internals. And um, they were they were mixed to negative. Uh, odd to see that on a day like this. But well, here's what we told our folks this morning. Um, again, broken record time. We're really bullish. And we've been really bullish since just about a week before the March 23rd, 2020 coronavirus insanity lows. Why, why have we been so bullish? $22 trillion in liquidity. It's really... It's don't fight the Fed, don't fight the tape. I and mean, it really is that simple. It's not really any more complicated than that. We, uh, we quoted this morning in our uh, write-up to our, to our members uh, that one of our favorite research shops now is Evercore. Ed Hyman and Rich Ross at Evercore ISI really do good work. And uh, they've been right as rain. Matter of fact, they've been more right than anybody else uh, about this market over the last year when we really started following them closely. And uh, they, they put out a piece this weekend where they confirm all of it. They are massively bullish on both the U.S. and global economy and the U.S. and global stock markets. Here's a quote. Uh, the U.S. economy is likely to be stronger this year than even elevated projections. And growth next year is also likely to be above trend. As a result, the unemployment rate can move down to 3%. Inflation can move up to 3%. And bond yields could hit. 3%. So threes are wild. That's that's a big statement. If they believe the 10-year is going to hit 3%, again, today, the 10-year is trading at just 1.68%. We see a move up to maybe 2%, maybe a little higher. Uh, but again, they believe, Evercore believes, we can hit a 3% yield. It's still not be a big deal. Markets will adjust to it. And of course they will. The markets always do. They're also looking for S&P 500, 500 earnings next year that could hit an annualized run rate of $232 a share. Uh, that, that's, uh, that'd be about another, we'll call it 10% growth on top of this year's what's going to be pretty stunning growth. Um, and this was probably my favorite quote from their update. The U.S. economy, this is important, we believe, the U.S. economy is entering its fourth quarter of expansion. 
but expansions typically last five to 10 years. So we're only in our fourth quarter of the expansion that's going to last 20 to 40 quarters. <laughs> they also say the S&P 500 peaks when earnings peak. The last three peaks in earnings have been associated with Fed funds rate of five and a quarter percent in 2007, six and a half percent in 2000, and 9.8% in 1999. That's right. The Fed funds rate, which right now is zero to a quarter percent, was 9.8% at the peak of the dot-com bull market, the melt-up. Think about that, folks. We have zero percent rates now. And people are worried about a 1.68% 10-year yield. Markets have adjusted to it all. We would encourage everybody to continue to ignore the perma bears, ignore the talking heads on TV, and pay attention to what matters, liquidity, corporate earnings, and momentum. That's, they're all, they all have the wind at their back right now. This is, by the way, while we have long-term targets here at the, Dow, at, uh, at the VRA of Dow Jones 75,000, this is all in the next four to five years, Dow Jones 75,000, NASDAQ 30,000, and we may be on the low side, but we are in a new bull market that, that is not up for debate. This, we believe, is that bull market, the bull market, probably the best bull market of all of our lives that we're in right now, the, one, the best bull market in we'll ever see again. 1985 to 1990, excuse me, 1995 to 2000-ish. So we continue to say pullbacks in this market are a gift. We continue to recommend aggressively buying pullbacks. This is the only chance you get to buy stocks cheap. Um, and uh, what else? Okay, so this is what's happening in seven days, a little tease I gave you at the beginning. We have... <clears throat> A lot of earnings reports coming up, folks. We're, in, we're ending quarter, the first quarter, right? So there'll be anticipation of first quarter results. We expect them to be very good. Of course, nothing like they're going to be in the second quarter when they're going up against last second quarter with coronavirus insanity. So we're in the sweet spot right now when it comes to earnings season and momentum from earnings season, this quarter and next quarter. But also have to remember what happens at the beginning of each month, and even more importantly, when the beginning of that month is the beginning of a new quarter, and that is what next Thursday represents. That's seven days from now. Because when the, when the months end and the quarters end, we have a, a flood of new investable money coming, equity inflows coming into the markets for retirement funds, 401ks, pensions. You also have a lot of buybacks scheduled to take place at that time. There's really not, there's really never a better time to be invested than at the beginning of the month. Even more importantly, when that beginning of the month again is the beginning of a new quarter. So we are going to be looking to go even more aggressively long than we already are as we enter next week. That's our take here at the VRA. Um, all right, let's look under the hood here and see what the internal, this is where we saw, had a little consternation today. Uh, from the internals because they were not good. We think we understand why that is, by the way. But here are the readings. Uh, NYSE advanced decline was slightly negative. NASDAQ also slightly negative. A little odd, right? With the Dow up 100, 
NASDAQ, uh, SP 500 up to even bigger, seven tenths of one percent. NASDAQ up 1.2 percent. You wouldn't expect to see negative internals, but we got that today. We also got it in volume. NYSE volume was negative by 900 million shares. That's that's not nothing. It wasn't two to one negative, but it was still decidedly decisively negative. And uh, NASDAQ was our lone bright spot there. Among the breadth, we had uh, uh, about 800 million more shares positive than negative uh, in NASDAQ. And, of course, the, 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 the staple of this bull market has been new 52-week highs to lows. We saw a win there again today, although a more narrow one, with 243 stocks hitting new 52-week highs to 105 hitting new 52-week lows. But, again, we think we understand this. you got to remember – uh, first of all, over just the last year, the markets had has had added to it three trillion dollars worth of IPOs, new IPOs, and SPAC offerings. Okay, that takes a lot of liquidity away from the markets that might be going into an Apple or an Amazon or pick your favorite stock, tech stock, right? Instead, that money's been pulled out or diverted to a new IPO or these mostly tragically awful SPACs. These are Investments that most people should not come close to because there's a reason that most of these are going public via SPAC because they would not hold up very well under the light of an IPO or especially under the, the, the red hot heat uh, lamp of a roadshow. So <clears throat> SPACs, you can find the, the diamonds are there, the gems are there, but you got to really dig to find them because most of these companies are an accident waiting to happen. Remind, it does remind me of the dot-com melt-up. Remember, nine out of ten of those companies never made it. Nine out of ten companies from the dot-com melt-up were out of business on, within average of two years. These facts, a lot of them look very similar to that. But <clears throat> that's also why the internals were negative today, in my view. Remember, these facts, most of these facts, if not all of them, Go public in a very different way. They not only have the common stock, but they also have uh, 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 warrants that are all contained inside of a unit. All three of these trade, right? So for every every company that's a SPAC, they have they're not listed just once in the internals. They're listed three times: the units, the warrants, and and the and the uh, common itself. So when you have SPACs that are weak, and that's what's happening now, some of the uh, hot money's coming out. You probably notice fewer and fewer of these are being talked about in the public. You still have them here and there, but nothing like we had a month ago. Well, <clears throat> now that these warrants, units, and common are trading down, they all count against the NASDAQ readings. They all count against the market internal readings. So we think this is an important distinction that maybe you're not getting enough uh, airplay, along with the fact, again, that we've had $3 trillion in IPOs and SPACs, $800 billion plus of that in SPACs in just the last year, with the remainder, of course, in, the, in new IPOs. That's a good sign. It's a good sign of a bull market, but Wall Street often gets ahead of itself and just doesn't care the damage that they do uh, to the markets by throwing all these new listings out at the same time. If you want to really hurt a bull market, this, Wall, Wall Street knows just how to do it. Uh, take a whole lot of companies that shouldn't be public. Take them public. Watch the damage that takes place. Of course, Wall Street's more concerned about their investment banking fees why would they care about the rates of return that just a measly little investor like you and I might get? Um, okay, what else today? Let's take a look at, uh, at our sector watch today. Today we had seven sectors finish higher, four finish lower. Let's be upside by 
technology, what you want to see, up 1.9%. Again, semis today led the way up 2.2%. Again, this is a kind of a textbook move higher we saw today if you leave out the, uh, the, the, the bad action in the internals. Consumer staples today also up 1%, as was real estate to the downside. Financials, again, down today again uh, with lower rates. And again, we saw the mark-to-market accounting rule that uh, went into place last week. Financials, again, uh, down today, down 1.3%. Energy, down 1%. All of a sudden, all of those people that were claiming that we're in a great new bull market, but it's really just going to be value stocks that go up. I see a few days like today with NASDAQ and semis leading the way. You'll see a whole lot of money start to come out of value stocks right back into tech and growth stocks. We actually think that's what's happening here as well. This it's a sign of a of a of a maturing bull market when you have rotations take place between sectors. There's nothing bearish about it. It just is what it is. That's why you got to pay attention. Hopefully, follow somebody that'll point that out to you and have your portfolio situated so you win in both situations. Um, Okay, uh, let's cover our commodity watch today. Uh, quiet to down day in our internals today. Gold today down $3 an ounce at $17.38. Silver down $0.46 cents an ounce at $25.85. Copper up $0.03 cents at $4.14 a pound. Uh, oil today uh, down $0.19 cents at $61.23 a barrel. And finally, Bitcoin giving some back today down $1,980 a Bitcoin at $55,594. Folks, as always, appreciate your listening. Please join us full-time at VRAinsider.com. Again, VRAinsider.com. And we'll see you back here again tomorrow after the close.